Hello and welcome to Q and Quest episode uh, one fifty three. I'm your ho I'm your host, Mike Apps, aka Wheels, busy launching daylight savings time into the sun. And with me as always. Soul weighed down by Earth's gravity, David McBrony, Final Master. And over here in Japan living up living it up with the world's cutest co host right here. Hello. It's uh, Michael Baker, Gaiji Monogatari. And in case you missed it, we did successfully apply the patch to the last episode. Hotfix, correct episode upload. Yes, yes. we'll give you a look behind the scenes here to the complicated process of posting an episode where I copy the link from last episode and update the number through copy and paste. And I forgot half of that equation this time. And only pasted... So, whoops. First one, then the other. Yes. But anyway, hopefully you've actually listened to that episode by now. Uh, but given the lack of questions, I'm guessing not uh, too many did. So, here you go. We bungled the launch. We'll have to earn consumer trust again. We had it to begin with? Episode 152, version 2.0, coming TBD. Sweet. We will rebalance drop rates. We're removing microtransactions until that time, until such time as it's ready to, you know. That's how we rebuild consumer confidence wheels. Wait, where did all the money from our microtransactions go to? Not important. <laughs> wait wait a minute, I have questions. They are currently held in escrow. It's fine. Who's escrow? You're asking too many questions. We can discuss it at your next contract negotiation. All right, that's fine. I guess I'm supposed to answer questions, yeah. not the other way around. Yeah, you've ruined it. This is this is going on your file. Fine. Wait. What else is in my file? Oh, you don't want to know about that. Uh, okay. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so we don't have a lot of questions. <laughs> Due to dark circumstance, mm -hmm. uh, possibly some sort of uh, sabotage attempt by Wheels' as many enemies. Yes, that's right. Always blame the enemies on the outside. Yes. Listen, Wheels has, it's not my fault that Wheels has a blood feud with at least 500 people. Is it that um, many? It could be any of them. Yeah, crap. Mm. It just never ends. You remember the time I kept insulting Mugen Souls on Twitter, and then apparently I found the one fan of Mugen Souls on Twitter? Remember that time started you yelling at me? Remember that time you kept antagonizing all those Breath of Fire fans? <laughs> oh, good times. That's why we don't have questions. Um... It's never stopped me die before. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I stopped. Uh, the truce is intact. I haven't done that in a while. <laughs> haven't done that in a while. Haven't fallen off the wagon yet. Maybe you shouldn't. It would prompt a response. Oh, no. I don't feel like that'll help. Are there <laughs> any other game series we could bash? Uh, uh, Tales fans seem to be pretty quiet these days. Well, there hasn't been a Tales game in like three years. Yeah. Has it been that um, long? I thought Berseria was like a year and a half or so. 
Google and Tales of Berseria. That game also came out on PlayStation 3. Uh, that was a 2016 game in Japan. And a twenty or very early 2017 game in America. Mm. So it is over three years old, Will. Well, and, uh, I mean, it used, it used to be easier to bash the later Mana games, but now we're getting Trials of Mana next month. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But, uh... Mm. I, I don't think anyone's actually willing to stick up for Dawn of Mana anyway, so... Lord, I hope no. not. <laughs> no. Have you considered how physics engines might make small animals panic? And that that's how you uh, fight? Man, that game sucks. Everything about that game sucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man, I was in a retro shop today and I saw a Japanese copy of Children of Mana and was tempted because it has very pretty cover art. Don't you have a copy of Children of Mana? I do! I sent you a copy yeah, of Yeah, exactly. Mana. It was just very pretty. It was nine ninety nine. Possibly a magpie. I, list... I, I still have a copy of Heroes of Mana that I haven't played with. Um, I got it for like 300 yen. Yeah, that sounds about like what it's worth. Yeah. Uh... Hey, I've also got a copy of um, Monster Strike for 3DS for 100 yen. <laughs> Which, granted, was at a for, it was from a store that specialized in secondhand but did not specialize in video games, and so they lowballed it by about 75%. Because <laughs> everywhere else it's 400 yen. Four, four, the equivalent of four American dollars. Yep. <laughs> okay, aren't, what, now I'm curious. What is Children of Mana called in Japan? Children of Mana. Oh, they just... It's just that everywhere? Yeah. Same with huh. Heroes of Mana. That's weird. Or literally, Heroes of Mana. That's weird. Yeah, they just... Um, kind of indicative that they didn't really identify it too strongly with second that's at that point. But, I mean, it's in the... <coughs> I mean, the, the series name is listed on the front page. It's just not on the, on the uh, spine of the case. Yeah, it's it's just weird. Like, they started intermingling them with Legend of Mana in Japan. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't have guessed that they had just started calling something blank of Mana in Japan. Mm. And, of course, the, uh, the attempted online cell phone games. Uh, whatever the other one was yeah no I'm just gonna throw those down the memory hole (laughs) man when did Koichi Ishii actually leave Square Eh, seemingly right around the time that like Heroes and Children of Mana came out hmm and then he just went off and formed Grezzo, which did well. What, what exactly? Oh, Grezzo? Yeah. What did they? Uh, Line of Attack Heroes, the Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask 3D remakes, uh, Flower Town Ever Oasis, the Luigi's Mansion 3DS port, oh, yeah, Ever uh, Oasis. the Link's Awakening. 
the Link's Awakening remake. Oh, okay. They're basically All like right. the secondary, they're like the the Zelda remake team. I need to play Ever Oasis at some point. Yeah, before before it, it falls falls down memory hole. Uh, yeah. Well, I got a lot of 3D stuff. I haven't even opened my copy of Etrian Odyssey Nexus. Have you played uh, Persona Q2: New Cinema Labyrinth? No, because I haven't finished Persona 5. Oh yeah, that does seem important. No, yeah, I was waiting for waiting for a wait for that switch for it. Yeah, still waiting. That hope that have still, to, hopefully still waiting here. And if they ever announce it, I'm getting a reserve in. Yeah, I've already resigned myself to playing Royal on PS4, which means as soon as I get like 10 hours into that game, they're going to announce the switch port. Yes, do it. Do it, it please, please. Sacrifice, <laughs> sacrifice yourself upon that altar. Fine. Fine. It's already pre-ordered. I mean, Take care of it. They did register actual disappointment with the PS4 sales on Royal, which was met with, like... Analyst responses of, "Well, why did you make it PS4 exclusive?" <laughs> Were they? Was it like a deal with Sony, or did they just? Like, I assume it they must have do been, it. but they've never admitted it. Yeah, weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, the only company I've ever seen have the balls to just straight out make it obvious that they took a money deal on the cover is still Square with what they're doing with the FF7 remake. Mm. Did you see the original box art they put out before the delay? It was like, it was like exclusive to this PlayStation until exclusive until, until 3-3-2021. Which was exactly yep. one year from that intended release date, so... <laughs> really impressive to just put that on the cover. Mm. Yeah. Well... Shall we hit the one question so that we don't have to feel bad when we inevitably just peter out? <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, okay, this one's from Crawl. Uh, what RPG or game generally would you most like to replay for the first time, as in having lost your memory of the story and mechanics? Hmm. Persona 4. That's a fair one that crossed my yeah. mind. Yeah. It's uh, more of a problem of choosing one out of a whole lot of options. Yeah. Pretty much. For my non-RPG, it would probably be the be Ace Attorney as a franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a lot of these, because, like, uh, there's nothing like I your mean, first playthrough. <laughs> I mean, the, the early... I mean, going back, I could think maybe, um, you know, let's say... Final Fantasy Legend 2, including the DS remake, and then play the DS remake. <laughs> um, or Chrono Trigger, Legend oh, of Mana. Would be mm. yeah. Or even something like um, the the fan game Dragon Warrior Begin a New Quest, just because oh. I really, really liked the plot twist about two-thirds of the way in. And I would just love to have that feeling of what the hell just happened. Um, so, because that was that was a still fun... available. <laughs> yep, dear listeners. Oh yes, yeah, just yeah, and yeah, it was a fan Dragon Quest game made by former Q and A host Matt Demers, aka Wondersplitline. And uh, true to form, the his game includes several different math puzzles at different points. Nice, nerds. Which. 
Oh, no, no. I mean, he, he, he did a good job at making them easy to work through, um, which you would okay. expect from an associate professor of mathematics. <laughs> you would hope. Um, yes. So he did a very good job, and he had some very, very interesting call-outs to older games in the series. So, yes, yeah, so if you want to have a very fresh and interesting 8-bit Dragon Quest experience... Look up Dragon Warrior, begin a new quest, see if you can find it anywhere. Or ask me, I'm pretty sure I still have it on Google Drive. (laughs) (laughs) But Wheels, what is your choice? Uh, Breath of the Wild. See, that can't be my choice because I haven't played it yet. Mm. So... So you still get to experience it for the first time at some point. Yes. Good times. Good times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, Persona 4 would have to be my choice, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. Yes. Mm-hmm. What was your first video game? What was my first video game? Probably something on the fucking Atari. Okay, that's fair. Do you have any idea what Atari game? No. Coward. Uh, the one where you battle tanks against each other. Go combat. That one, there you go. That was the pack-in game. So I think my very first video game was a Texas Instruments Pac-Man clone. That's fair. I must have been four or five years old at the time. Yeah, that sounds about right. I'm a big fan of, like, 80s Pac-Man clone names. Such as... Solomon does have had really weird um, variations on ghosts for different levels. Uh, Wheels, for your information, the such as here would be games with names like Hankly Man. Hankly Man? Hangly Man. Oh, Hangly Man. Okay, that's a lot different. <laughs> Hangly Man suddenly all comes together. If you have any idea how hungry gets, uh, could be <laughs> parsed into Japanese and then back again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's a good one. There's also that uh, one for European computers that's just called Oh Shit. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah. It even plays like a really loud, obnoxious sound clip of someone shouting, oh shit, every time you die. Uh, I'm going to see if I can find a clip. Okay, yeah. It's uh, apparently also released on the MSX. Interesting. Europe is oh. weird. Oh, man. Oh, man. This, uh, this cover. You both need to look at this cover when I place it in our conversation excuse me I'm busy digging out my Amiga everyone can look at that let's see what we got here it's made by a Dutch it was published by a Dutch company okay so that's a thing that happened is there an Amiga version let's see it came out on 
ZX Spectrum? Uh, Spectrum, MSX. It seems to be Spectrum, MSX, and MSX2 exclusive. Also, it was distributed on the MSX in at least one territory as just shit. <laughs> it's... Well, they can't sue them for truth in advertising. Yeah, yeah. Isn't MSX, isn't that what the, some of the early Falcom games were on? Uh, one of the many things those were on. Those yeah. came out on a lot of stuff. Okay. MSX was primarily Japan, but did receive a somewhat more limited release in non-English speaking parts of Europe. Mm. <laughs> For the renamed releases, Oh No and Shit, the speech sample is changed accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody was um, ambitious. Okay, something. We'll go with ambitious. That's one word I would use. All right, I have to actually look at this now. What, I, I've sent it to you. What? What is this? Is it a bear eating a jelly bean? What the fuck? It looks like a bear head eating a jelly bean. I've also We're sent you. I uh, also sent you a video that uh, uh, contains. Okay, let's see what this is. <laughs> it's such a loud voice play. <laughs> Turns out that in the 80s you could just make whatever. <laughs> yes. No one could stop you. Yep. Don't there are reasons certain now. regulations ended up happening. <laughs> oh man, now I'm thinking of the wide world of threatening notes put by, put by programmers into ZX Spectrum games. Hmm. Oh dear, how many threatening notes are we talking about here? Uh... Okay, I'm gonna Google up one of these that I remember the first line of. Uh, okay, this was this one's pretty infamous. I'm gonna clean this up just a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, hidden in the game, Mad Professor Moriarty. Uh, hello, hacker effer. This is Matt Furness. Here's the deal: if you hack this game, I will find you wherever you are and break your legs, and that's a promise. Mm -hmm. okay. relative, for Matt Furness, it's relatively. Uh, it he he was more more willing to fight you and various other. <laughs> but yeah, some of these are something. Yeah. There's at least one Atlas game that has like a long, long con like comment from the programmer that's just complaining about every single one of their co-workers. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it was not... It was not... It was when they were... It was, like, for the Famicom, so they were a contract developer who was... Like, forget who actually published it. It's some Japan-only adventure game, as I recall, but it's very long. And it's just an individualized rant about basically every person in the company... But, yeah, like, there's a... 
that's always a dangerous place to be in when you're just like when you scour through old video games uh you get a lot of uh programmer messages that uh can be quite odd programmers are weird people man yeah no just look at me Every so often while you're writing something, it's just like you get really tired and remember that you can just write comments and that nothing can stop you. (laughs) I'm thinking of Mr. Rossetti from Animal Crossing. Oh, man. And um, one time, just just to see what the references were, because I never played these games, I, um, I found a compilation video on YouTube that was just all of the scenes with Mr. Rossetti. And it was, like, almost 20 minutes long. (laughs) He really, like, he just keeps going, like, to the point where they had to take him out because he just made small children very upset. They didn't quite understand what they were doing wrong. Yes. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, So, what's an Animal Crossing? What do they even cross? uh, Probably bridges that you build in town. Oh, okay. No, it's just, I'm pretty sure it's just a the concept in Japanese of using the term for um, in, like intersection to mean human connection or social connection. Um, yeah, which is weird because it's not Animal Crossing in Japan, as far as I recall. It's just no like Animal Crossing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, some, I'm, I'm just stuck on some of the stuff you can find in old games now. So I'm just looking at like there's a message in Arcade Donkey Kong that. Uh, is written, congratulations, if you analyze this difficult program, we would teach you, uh, we would teach you, and then it just gives you, like, a contract number for the, uh, mm-hmm. Ikigami company that actually programmed the original Donkey Kong. <laughs> Which, you know, that's pretty cool. I'm into that. Hey, that's, like, probably as friendly as any message you're gonna find in an old game is. It's just like, hey, you fa- found this. You wanna, you wanna work? Let's see. Uh, yeah, I'm just looking through these now. These are interesting to me. Or um, I'm thinking back to um, Char- Charles Barkley, Shut Up and Jam, Gaiden. Where oh, every single save point delivered a rant on the state of gaming in the world today, and with a specific focus on bad mouthing the Madden franchise. One of those was actually taken from a forum. Most of them are made up, but one of them is taken from a forum, and you can tell because it's like someone beta testing the game and saying that they don't understand why the trunk, the why the truck pumps keep ranting, <laughs> <laughs> but then also saying that the truck pumps are right. So. It's pretty good. Oh, man. Oh, man. This is a pretty long one in some random version of Tetris. I must say this was a fun time coming down to San Francisco to do the new Tetris, although there were a few problems. First of all, being our producer, uh, I'm going to assume that's Dan because it's D star N. 
my god, is this guy useless or what? Or what? I don't hate you, Dan, but you suck, and I mean suck as a producer. You should go back to testing video games, but I doubt you could even manage that properly. I feel sorry for you. During this project, you just sat around and played video games, StarCraft and EverQuest. Don't even deny that. When you were working, it was making stupid Excel spreadsheets to try and tell me how many bugs I have left to fix on a graph. Who cares? I have the bug list in front of me, like I need to see it in freaking Technicolor. So, Dan, I must say this. Hold on. Hold on to and fake your job while you can, because once they find out how truly useless you are, you will be out of a job. I cannot think of any skill set that would fit you. So you better hold on tight. This guy thought I could save a name in 8.4 bits, like, um, 4 bits, what the F is, 0.4 bits, it's either on or off, no in between, anyhow. <laughs> Enough about you, though. Well, boys and girls, I just thought I would immortalize some thoughts I have at this moment into a ROM which will be burned forever. This game sucks. The music is great, but the game itself is not how we wanted it, unfortunately. I mean, it's a good game, but some things could be polished as well as sped up. Could use another month to finish this thing off after all the bugs are fixed. Oh, well... Didn't he just say it sucked? And then he said it's a good game. Yeah, he just said his Tetris game sucks. But then he said it's a good game. (laughs) It sucks compared to what he wanted. That's fine. Confusing. I got news for you, random programmer guy, though. People are still using fucking Excel, so... He's got the skills to succeed, man. But are they using that... Are they using Excel spreadsheets to make, like, a weird graph of bugs? Most likely. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna briefly sidebar from nothing to a different nothing. Wonderful 101 remaster got funded. Yes. So happy. They have my monies. They have my money as well. It's excitement. Yeah. I should say, um, Metal Mag Xeno Reborn has had a um, like a special box announced. Nice. Which is kind of big because they didn't do that for the original version. But what's in it? Is there a Poshi plush? Because that's all I want. <laughs> well, I mean, if it, there were, I'd be getting a bit. Uh, see, I, I can only see it's the PlayStation 4 one right now. Um, it's included a um, special art box, um, special cover, DLC, soundtrack. Um, it's a special booklet, and um, looks like some can badge pins. So, usually, it doesn't seem like much does. I mean, the I mean, Metal Max Four had the the special cleaning screen and a, a manga. Pretty cool. Yeah, I know. Really. So well, you got to be careful. Yeah, I know. Oh, so, oh, you want some more? So you gotta be careful when you're starting with uh, snacks here. One moment. You gotta be careful when you're starting with Zeno anyway. Scooby Dooby Doo. What? Are you, why? Why? He said Scooby Snacks. Children. Yes, Scooby Doo. It's ingrained in on the other brain. hand, on the other hand, Dengeki is act, um, the Dengeki store actually has several other Metal Max items. Such a... Including a T-shirt with, um, I think his name is translated as Doctor Mortis in Metal Saga, the mm-hmm. uh, the mad scientist who revives people by using multiple electrodes. Mm. Yeah, so um, it has a picture of him uh, holding up his electrodes and lightning flashing and Metal Magazine Reborn's logo in the middle of it. Actually, kind of. So, when did that game get delayed to? By the way. Do we know? Um, supposedly July. 
Um, the local game stores have not really caught up on this yet, mm-hmm. but um, none of the websites are showing a sales date currently. Mm-hmm. Actually, let me check the bottom of this article and see if it says there. No, yeah, you can also get pochi dog tags. Uh, that's quality. Well, it says here July 9th. That does remind me that uh, the actually fairly nice looking uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? The actually fairly nice looking TurboGrafx Mini has been delayed indefinitely. No! Oh. Due to it, like it's it's not delayed indefinitely in the sense of like forever. Uh, yeah, it's delayed indefinitely in the sense of they can't responsibly figure out when uh, manufacturing will be able to commence, given the whole uh, coronavirus thing. Yeah, I mean we're we're seeing this all over. Like, how many different events have been canceled at different conventions, or the conventions themselves canceled at this point? Except the plenty, one I plenty. went to. Indefinitely postponed or canceled. Uh, at least a couple cons here in Seattle. Uh, like the GDC got canceled. There's rumors swirling around about. Uh, like technically, a lot of these are postponed to like three to six months later. Who knows how many of them will actually go forward? But GDC postponed. Uh, the Emerald City Comic Con just got postponed. There's a lot of rumors up in the air about the uh, possibility of E3 itself getting postponed or canceled. Isn't that in May or June? Yeah. Yeah, I. That seems like a mistake to me. It's uh, one of those things. Like it's going to depend a lot on how things spread. Well, I think it's probably going to burn itself out by then. I hope so. But. Uh... Yeah, so, uh, in conclusion, uh, who knows what will, who knows what will be in the future? In future events may, PSA, events, I have a PSA. may affect you in the future. I have a PSA, people. It's very important. Mm-hmm. Wash your fucking hands. Thank you. Seriously, for the love of God. Even if you don't have a disease happening. Yes. Seriously, it's. Also, I'm just learning a lot about the fact that well, a lot of people just paper? don't. Yeah. You, you don't actually have to do that. Oh, uh, um, uh, don't talk to me about toilet paper right now. <laughs> <laughs> some idiots. There? <laughs> some some idiots um, started rumors on social media about two weeks ago, saying yeah. that the majority of Japanese toilet paper and um, kitchen towels and facial oh, tissues no. imported from China. And within six hours, there were none of those three items left available in any supermarket, drugstore, oh, or any geez. other possible store that would carry them in the entire prefecture. <laughs> Possibly farther. I'm not quite sure how far this went. Unfortunately, for example, my parents-in-law actually kind of needed to restock on toilet paper pretty soon. And... Um, so my wife had to go shopping for them because the stores around us got restocked quicker than the stores up in the mountains. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. Yes. And so it was on the news the next morning with the statement, the government would like to remind everyone that 98% of all toilet paper in this country is domestically produced. Yeah. Yeah. 
And even now, um, the, uh, you can walk through a supermarket and find one almost to in completely empty shelf space area and know that exact that what exactly is supposed to be there. And usually there's a sign saying, um, please, one box per person. Or um, I know what the Don Quixote downtown actually had a printed out copy of the news article talking about the the sparse and had it pasted onto the shelf uh, along with all the other regular signs. It was like, really, people. Uh, I have headache. <laughs> That's something happier. Yeah. You know, there was a Final Fantasy VII remake demo wheel. Oh, yeah, I played that thing. Oh, I don't get to play it till Thursday. Oh. It was uh it was very interesting. The boss nearly destroyed me. Although I did get that. I can't imagine it's much harder than the one I played. I don't understand. It was pretty hard. <laughs> In okay. a good way or a bad way? In a good way. Oh, then that's all we need to hear. Yeah, like you remember the original fight where you're just kind of waiting and picking commands? And the, and the biggest danger was that the clock would run out? Yeah. In this one, you're uh, running the fuck around trying not to die, desperately <laughs> using attacks. It's pretty great. <laughs> that really fits do. the scene a lot better than what we had in the original. Yeah. Uh, so do we want to discuss one of the controversial elements of that demo? Yes, I would love to discuss that, because it was strange, but also not strange. I saw some people pointing... <laughs> Out. Uh, some aspects of it. This is a spoiler for the demo, which means it's a spoiler for about the first 30 minutes of Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> uh, so at the end of that demo, we get the... We might have discussed this last week. I don't know. We think we did briefly. Yeah, okay. but basically there was a... Uh... There's a sequence at the end of that demo that basically... Uh, implies that like they make the bomb, it doesn't go off. It, uh, but the reactor explodes anyway, and it's yeah. implied Shinra did it basically. Right. And I saw someone point out that I, this is a very easy to miss piece of dialogue, but I had forgotten. That's implied in the original. The bomb goes off in the original. Yeah. But yeah. there is a mention. Uh, maybe this is implied more directly in the Japanese version. In the English version, you can basically only find it if you check one piece of dialogue. But there's a mention that uh, I think it's Jesse points out that bomb should not have made that kind of explosion. Hmm. I I do vaguely remember something along those lines, but it's been about 20 years almost since I played that game. Yeah, but basically, like they're mostly explicating something that was already the case, which yeah. is. Shinra yeah. absolutely made that explosion, or at the very least made it way worse uh, mm. intentionally, both either to drum up anti-Avalanche sentiment or just to try to kill Avalanche. Yeah, Both well, seem plausible. Well, plus, plus even, even if... We're, we're talking about the evil corporation that literally dropped the ceiling on an entire section of its city. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, even if you miss that dialogue, there's the whole section later in the game where you basically waltz into a reactor with no resistance and plant a bomb, which heavily implies that they're basically letting you do that. Yeah, they just really want uh, want an excuse to clamp down even further. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So I yeah. I would say it's not really controversial. It's just it was controversial to a lot of people at first blush, but right. I think. Uh... But this is this is kind of why it's good to have the remake because a lot of this stuff wasn't necessarily totally clear in the original, and now a lot more is. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, and... the steam and the honeybee in sauna is not any more clear than usual. <laughs> I have no idea what that thing's gonna oh. look like. Oh, also the other thing I noticed, which was bad because I was playing the demo with kids nearby, was that Barrett swears a fucking lot. <laughs> Oh yeah, like all no, the time, there's... constantly throughout battle. Actual <laughs> swear words? Yeah, oh yes. They, I I'm don't know how to render in voice. Thing. I doubt it. <laughs> Man, no, I'm imagining like them trying to render that in voice and him just making Hubert noises. <laughs> I I love the uh, I love the like excess of certain 80s uh, like the quaint sort of excess of certain 80s arcade cabinets because like there was at least one variant of the Cupid arcade cabinet that had like a hammer built into the bottom of the thing that would just like slam if you fell off the stage just to imply that Cubert had fallen off the stage and onto the bottom of the arcade cabinet <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty sweet yeah. but yeah uh, Barrett kind of swears in almost every conversation so yeah and throughout battle yeah I mean that makes sense if he's just going to talk yeah that's just the kind of person he is so did they maintain the verbal um, similarities to Mr. T I believe they've somewhat toned those down. Yeah, I, I didn't <laughs> Too bad. Really... They should have. They should have just cranked them up. They should have just hired Mister T. Yeah, I feel like the time to do that was the nineties. It's too well, late. The time to do that is any time, man. It's Mister T. I mean, the the comparisons were already there in the nineties. We're kind of expecting this. Man, I'm just remembering. Did anyone else ever see his uh, WWE Hall of Fame acceptance speech? No, because it's incomprehensible. <laughs> like, there's a good YouTube supercut of just every time he mentions his mother. It's a lot, I forget. I it's like 70 times. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. It's almost literally every single sentence. <laughs> it's impressive. I don't even begrudge the man, it's just weird. Like, the sheer amount... But, yeah. Uh, game looks good. I admit one of the things I'm most looking forward to is any and every attempt to flesh out, like, the avalanche, like, mooks. Like, give Biggs, Wedge, and Jesse, like, side quests. I want to find out more about them. I want to feel bad when they die rather than, huh, that was weird. <laughs> I mean, they are obviously having to expand the content, so they probably are doing stuff like that. Yeah, one of the things that came out in an interview this past week was a claim that the game has about as much optional content as story content, which I've, I'm interested in like putting that claim to the test, in part just because like I think that that would be a wise idea for something where you're expanding 
where you're doing a huge expansion of a relatively what was previously a relatively small area of gameplay like you can make plenty of new obligor uh, obligatory content but at the same time like it would probably also be wise to make sure that you don't have to do every single bit since the core story is known oh that was the other thing that was great in an interview that was mentioned the game has different so the the infamous running up the shinra staircase mm-hmm. they mentioned the game has different dialogue every time like every depending upon how fast you're running up it <laughs> and like who's ahead of you who's behind it who's behind you like uh, like everyone will talk differently depending upon how who's moving at what rate in the Shinra staircase climb. That's great. That's important. I'm glad that they have their heads on straight in terms of what matters. <laughs> they have the correct priorities. That. <laughs> Yeah, it looks great. I'm very excited. Two cool-looking remakes in one month. Yeah, from the same company, in the same genre. Yes. That was weird. Also, there's three cool-looking remakes in one month. Is there another one in April? Not from Square or anything, but Resident Evil 3 remake also comes out. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting that's happening. I'm much more confident in that remake since I saw them admit that they that to make Resident Evil 3's remake interesting, they would not be able to stick as closely to Resident Evil 3 as they were to Resident Evil 2. <laughs> Which is uh, an important thing to be honest with ourselves about. So yeah, April. It's kind of the beginning of the year in some ways. Yeah. It's the beginning of the fiscal year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess Persona 5 Royal is technically also March 31st. That's like honor. You'll never see it coming. I've never seen seen anything coming, Wales. So you've never seen anything coming? Not a single time. So you better not be a protagonist in a manga or anime because you're about to be hit by a truck. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Well earned. Yeah. So, is any of us picking up the new Animal Crossing? No. No. What's an Animal it's Crossing? Impressive. Wow. <laughs> now I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna troll. Uh, I refuse to troll Animal Crossing fans because they the, could actually the, kill you. Well, that <laughs> and they're also so happy. I don't want to. I, I feel it would feel bad. Man, you should have seen them before New Horizons was announced. They were getting like bloodthirsty at every. Yeah. Nintendo Direct. Oh, and also that uh, the Animal Crossing Island at PAX was pretty cool. Yeah. Did like, I admit that if I had more spare cash, I'd probably pick it up. But the, I don't, so I won't. <laughs> the line not to play the game, just to take pictures on the island, was full all day. It's a nice-looking island, I'd imagine. Yeah. Wait, Disaster Report 4 is supposed to come out in April? What is? Disaster Report 4. There were three other ones? Only two of them came out in America, but yes. <laughs> That's how Zetsume Toshi for Summer Memories. Let's see. The second one was released in America not as Disaster Report 2, but as Raw Danger. Okay. Uh, huh. Sounds pretty dangerous. Uh, 
they made a they made a desperate attempt to make it look less Japanese by just making every character model have blonde hair for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why they thought that was necessary on the PS2 in 2006. <laughs> uh, it didn't work, obviously, for like a multitude of reasons, but it does look really weird because everyone has like a fairly typical like not realistic per se, but like certainly not. Uh, not outlandish uh, Japanese phenotype, and then you just get... But also, all of them look like they have bleach blonde hair. I don't fully understand what they were going for. It's, an, it's a neat game. All of, I'm just going to rant about disaster reports, because we really have nothing to talk about. <laughs> Anyone who's never played this, have you ever wanted to play uh, essentially a disaster film? It's basically that. It's basically that. Uh, it's a it's a game about like where there's no combat there's not a lot of puzzles per se other than how do I get from here to there <laughs> and managing how much water you have hmm. so it's kind of neat uh, you have like, like a, seemingly in the most recent one you have like a more stress related parameters so you know hmm. try to Try to keep other people alive. There's usually a lot of branching paths, depending upon like what other survivors you band together with. It's interesting. They're very. There's nothing else that plays like them. I recommend them. Even if a lot of them have really bad, really bad localization. Just to say, both of the previous ones. The first one was localized by Age Tech in 2002. I want to say. And has one of my favorite bad English lines ever, which is a reporter character saying very desperately, I have to stay alive and write this article before I die. <laughs> and then the player character just responding with, well, okay. <laughs> 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 and Raw Danger has, well, what I already mentioned. Uh, there's a PSP one, no one's ever played it that I've met. Uh and then there's four, which is coming out on PS4, Switch, and PC. Interesting. But you have no excuses. Who is bringing this out? Uh, NIS America. Why are they doing everything now? I don't understand. Because, because no one else... So, like, here's why. There's no NIS games to bring over, and no one else picks up a lot of these. Like, unless you're the American branch of a Japanese company, you usually, like... Think about how Atlas used to make its bones in America. Yeah. They did a lot of things that weren't Atlas games, but now they do nothing but Atlas games. They don't have room on the plate to do non-Atlas games. And I assume they're also working on, like, Sega stuff. Yeah. Yakuza and whatnot. Those those have intermingled. One of the Yakuza producers was talking about working on Persona 5 on on Twitter at some stage. Uh. Persona 5 Royal, I should say. But yeah, so there's been like a huge cross-pollination of that, but now they've got like, between Yakuza and Persona, and like any SMT games that come down the pike, that is enough to keep any localization team busy. Yeah. Or like, I don't think Xseed really does anything that isn't like marvelous at this stage. It doesn't seem like it. And most of the people, most of like the cool Super Falcom fans are elsewhere now. Yeah, one of them was contracted to help with Trails of Cold Steel 3. Yeah. I think a couple of them actually, but yeah. But yeah, it seems like they're they are just a marvelous studio. So at this point, it's like there's no one that just 
picks up these games that would fall through the cracks otherwise anymore. Although they are they are doing the uh, PS4 version of uh, oh god I always the remake of East 4 East 4 Memories of Calcutta? Uh, Thank you. Yes. That one. I always forget its exact name and I didn't want to butcher it. Yeah, I think they still own publishing rights on any game that they actually did. Yeah, because they also did the PS4 versions of Cold Steel 1 and 2. Yeah, hey, can someone uh, get them on the horn to do Switch versions of those? That'd be nice. Yes, please. But, yeah, like, it's one of those situations where, like, I feel like they might still make, uh, you know, because they're relatively low-impact projects to you know, run to make sure that the localization is still functional for uh, new ports, but at the same time, like, it seems like they're not taking on any new projects that involve uh, taking on publishing duty, like, that would involve taking on publishing duties for a project that is not Marvelous, so. Yeah. Um, did Marvelous publish um, that, what is the fighting game they just released? Ground Blue something? Rambly Versus? Is that published by Marvelous in Japan? Uh, I don't remember. Like, Rambly is a Psy Games uh, joint. Marvelous. Say what? Yeah, Marvelous. Oh, really? Yeah. It says uh, Publishers, Exceed Games, Psy Games, Sega, Marvelous Inc. Sega. Okay, that sounds like what? a complicated set of group. Set of. Uh, Right. Let's see. Okay, here we go. Publishers, Japan, Psy Games. Uh, okay, that's that's the only one I know. Asia, so. Sega, North America, Exceed, Europe, Marvelous. Okay, that seems to be the only thing they've taken on that is not strictly a Marvelous property. Although it it raises a lot of questions. Yeah. Mhm. Sega, what? <laughs> I mean, like, part of it is just that Grand Blue is huge in Japan, as far as I can tell. As from, like, the as it seems to be kind of the top dog of the gotcha mobile games. Yeah. So. Well, I see it occasionally on my Twitter. Yeah, I still don't well, think it even officially exists in English, even though like there is it, absolutely an English version. It's. I mean, it's. It's kind of official. Yeah, like it's. Uh, what I mean is that there is an official English version, but it's, I don't think it's available on English app stores. Like you can it's, just download yeah, it. Yeah, it's weird. Very weird. strange. I don't quite know what's going on there. A part of me thinks that they're kind of hoping to eventually like use these console games to eventually sell them to try to sell Grand Blue here, because they also have like a action RPG that's been in development hell for like two years at this stage. The one that Platinum worked on originally? Was making. Yeah. <laughs> like Grand Blue. I was for Grand other Blue random Fantasy. stuff seen on Twitter. What's this? Uh, for other random stuff seen on Twitter, apparently um, the the main party from Atelier Ryza is going to be in a Romance of the Three Kingdoms game. What? I'm surprised that that's it's taking this long to cross into the Koei stuff. Yeah, that was my reaction at first, but yeah, like you said, it's all in the family for Koei. So yeah. it's just kind of weird juxtaposition, been... but yeah, you, you never know. You think they'd throw him in a Musou game first. They already did. One of the Warriors games. Sophie. 
Yeah. Uh, I think it was in one of the Warriors Orochi games or Warriors All Stars, which yeah. I don't think is technically Warriors Orochi. I don't quite understand the difference. <laughs> what? <laughs> so there's Warriors Orochi. Yes. Which is the which seems to be uh, Dynasty Warriors, Samurai Warriors, uh, like the traditional Warriors franchises all crossing over. Correct. Then there's Warriors All Stars, which seems to be oh yeah that thing. Uh, all of the things that are not strictly Warriors games crossing yeah. over with the Warriors games. I've never even heard of some of the things that are crossing over in this because I've never even heard of Haruka Beyond the Stream of Time. You haven't? I thought everyone had. Really? Don't that you have. I don't have no idea. <laughs> it's an Otome adventure game, so okay. it is very outside our wheelhouse. Yes. Uh, Neo Opona. What? <laughs> Someone remembers that existed? Oh. Okay. Uh, Rio. I don't know what that is. Uh, that appears to be another. It's an anime? Uh, it's based on a series of pachinko games. Okay. <sighs> Uh, okay, I think see. I know Rio, in fact, because I've seen advertising it on the streets. This, this just says Samurai Cats. Wikipedia won't clarify what, other than that it has samurai the most... Samurai Pizza Cats. I, I don't think it's that Samurai Cats. I feel like there's probably a few of those, but this does list the character name as Nobunyaga Oda, which seems like the most obvious pun in retrospect. I think there is actually a smartphone game over here that was basically the Sengoku period with cats and Nobunyaga. Yeah, that sounds like that must be what this is. Oh, and Tweakadin, Tukadin. Tokidin. Taukadin. Tokidin. Toukadin. Why do you do this? I don't know. It's it's hard to pronounce, man. I no, promise you that it has fairly, <laughs> there are fairly consistent rules on this. Just because English's rules on vowels are completely and wildly inconsistent with each other doesn't well, yeah, mean that any other language is that spastic. English is got awful. This is well established. Yeah, I promise. It's just talky, then. Yeah, talky. Let's go. Yeah, well, soon, talky. Yeah, so uh, I guess this is the inevitable continuation of. Uh, Tecmo, Koei, Gust, making it clear that all their franchises are one big happy family. Yay. One day Omega Force and Team Ninja will be merged. Now if they could get uh, some some Atelier characters from better games in some of these Musou games, that would be swell. You don't like Ryza? Uh, she's not in a Musou game. Yeah, she's just in Romance of Three Kingdoms. Yeah, means... that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, Like, she's in a Sangokushi game, just not a Sangokushi Musou game. Yeah, I know. I want her in a Musou game, damn it. Instead of Sophie. Right, do, some, do some of the deep dives in Gust and go back to Manikimia and get that quote-unquote fairy character who is, like, seven feet tall. <laughs> and also, Fairies for giants. And also give us a portable port of Manikimia that isn't broken as F. 
there was a lot. Uh, also, the ship has pretty much sailed. I started this podcast by talking about oh shit. Uh, oh shit. That is broken as fuck. There you go. See, Monokemia, man. I'm kind of surprised they gave up on that sub-series. I like that. I mean, two to three per sub-series is norm anyway. Yeah, but they treated it almost like it was going to be an ongoing, a different ongoing series, because I feel like it came out at the same time as other... Uh... Yeah. I mean, that was part of the reason why for the longest time I wasn't including it in my count of uh, Atelier games, because it just was completely outside the rest of the series, even when it shared certain like in-jokes, yeah. like the fairies. Yeah. Just, yeah. But no, it's part of the official company's count. So, hmm. Whereas four other games that I have aren't included in the count. Which ones, are the, which ones do they throw out? Um, the, all of the portable titles. The, the direct hmm. portable titles were... Mo- um, well, the uh, Game Boy Advance one was made by Bampresto. Mm. So even though it actually completes several plot threads from Marie and Ellie, it's not considered canon. Where's the pity? Um, and the then all of the DS games are considered a side bit. So they're labeled DS1, DS2, DS3, but not uh, with an official series name or uh-huh. title. Huh. Yeah. How odd. So they are escort, not mothership, to you band <laughs> Even though no, Tails doing, got rid of that. They're doing the whole Tails thing. Yeah. Though I think Tails has abandoned that one. Yeah. Yeah, they just stopped it. Because, I mean, they don't they don't reduce enough spinoffs to need a designation for spinoffs anymore. Let's see. Except for everything and everything that's on, um, like, uh, smartphones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... Let's not uh, let's not think about that. I don't want to think about that. Mm. And I'm just looking at what was in Warriors ROG three, and there's apparently an Adelir character in that, but there's also characters from Trinity Souls of Zillol, so they were really digging deep. Uh, which Italian characters in that one? I'm trying to find this. Uh, in a ROG three or four? Uh, ROG three is the one I'm. Because I believe three had somebody from um, oh god brain uh, Meridu Meridu hmm oh from Meridu oh, okay why Meridu uh, I think it was the most recent when the very first version of Warriors Orochi three had happened there were the, at uh, least three versions of that game. The, there was a version... Okay, it's probably not the very first version, because the very first version came out in 2011, but the last version came out in 2017. Jeez. They just sort of kept doing it. Yes. That sounds very interesting. So, she is, she's asking, what do you think the state of video games will be like when she's old enough to, be, to play on her own with her own money? In about mm. 17 to 18 years. Oh, it's <laughs> so... Uh, Video games will be our only escape from the hyper from the hyper world. Uh huh. Oh. Wait, hell! There's another action RPG coming out in America next month. Which one? Sakura Wars. Oh. That's one coming out in America, and two is an action RPG this time. Is it? Yeah. That's weird. 
Well, um, Sakura Wars, yeah, I've seen the footage for that one. It's actually described as an action-adventure in Japan. Yeah. yeah. I would imagine that... I think Sega's like confidence in strategy RPGs might have been heavily shaken by just the repeated failures of... <laughs> Uh, Valkyrie, Valkyria Chronicles. So, <sighs> the combat of New Soccer Wars appears to be an action RPG. It looks pretty okay. Oh, it can't be worse than uh, Shining Force Neo. Man, you dug deep to find something you remember. I'm hating. still pissed off. <laughs> How do you feel about Shining Force Exo? I haven't played it. How do you feel about Shining Tears? Uh, was hey, that I, not impressed? Hey, um, Shining, um, Shining Resonance Refrain is available for Switch now. That yeah. one, that one is okay. That one's just Tales. Yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah Tales with a bit more Shining like yeah. flair to it. So I kind of like it. And musicians. Yeah, if, if it were on if it were, if it were on sale, I'd pick it up. I played the demo; it seemed pretty okay. Yeah, I'm looking at the Soccer Wars gameplay. It actually looks pretty good. Mm. So, a lot of action RPGs next month somehow. Mm. Wasn't expecting that. Weird. <laughs> so, so, did we ever answer what we were playing at the moment? I don't think no. so. No. I, I'm currently just doing all sorts of random find what I can in Bloodstained. So, um, locating the proper ingredients to make a few more of the meals and uh, building up because some of the later bosses are just plain nasty. Anyway, thanks again, Wheels, for that one. You're welcome. (laughs) I thought you could use another thing to play in your Switch. Yeah. And I figured you probably would not get around to Bloodstained for God knows how long. With the number of with the vast number of freaking Switch games there are at this point. I'm so pumped about it. Did you get... Oh, man. And, and the fact that my previous exp- experience with a Castlevania game was less than satisfactory. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I am glad that Bloodstained turned out, turned out well because uh, after um, certain mighty number nines, I was pretty worried. Mm-hmm. But hey, we got two decent Bloodstained games out of the deal with that cool 8-bit game. And non-decent yeah. Mighty Number no. 9 games. There's a second Bloodstained? Uh, Curse of the Moon. Yeah. It's a downloadable title that's kind of like an easier Castlevania 3. It would not take much to be an easier Castlevania 3. <laughs> Bloodstained Curse of the Moon is completable by a normal human being. That's how I'll describe it. Yes. There are certainly ways to make it nearly as hard as Castlevania 3, but there's absolutely no reason to ever play it that way. So it's entirely up to self-imposed challenge. It is is quite good, though. Yeah, it looks great. It sounds great. Uh, It's also, I believe, quite cheap. Uh, That's good. I'm very very excited for... They just announced... uh, some of the updates to Bloodstained, like what will be bundled together. The first update is the second playable character, Zangetsu, and a randomizer mode? Yes. Which which is going to be hell on earth. Oh, no. 
you you at least seem to have like the op a lot of options for how much to randomize. Let me see mm-hmm. if I can. Did everyone see this? This was interesting. I, I did. Yeah, it's. But I was gonna say, but if it randomizes things like the abilities needed to actually access new areas, then. So it's uh, it's so, less insane. <laughs> yeah, supposedly it's that like not being able to get stuff you need is not something that should happen. It has a bunch of sanity checks for one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, it should still be the most recent update. Okay, game mode details. Uh, is this too long to bring with? Okay, so what they've they showed a screenshot of sort of what the entire thing will be like. You can set the parameter for what the endpoint is supposed to look like. So like is it defeat is it get to the true ending? Is it defeat a specific mid game boss? Is it defeat every boss? Uh you can determine uh whether treasure chests retain the same type of thing, retain the same like uh, like method. I oh, excuse me. You can change whether items have the same type, uh, if they have the same method of being obtained, or are totally randomized. You can change how quests work or what their rewards are. Uh, you can shuffle key I- key items around, or you can put them anywhere. Uh, enemy drops can have basically everything shuffled around so yeah it's, it's it's a lot of stuff most of it seems to allow for sanity checks it's a nice it's a nice mode i like it more than the idea of the roguelike mode yeah <laughs> i mean if you need a castlevania roguelike just play dead cells and you, there's a lot of games that would like to sell you on castlevania roguelike yes. so and i would like to just sell you on dead cells play dead cells Available but now. I'm, but I'm inundated with video games. I Available now! Do it! No. Okay, fine. Uh, well, that was quick. Uh, speaking of roguelikes, I've been playing some randomly um, Chocobo Dungeon, Dungeon Everybody. How are your buddies? Uh, I don't know, the buddy seems kind of, kind of boring, but I... Unlocked Black Mage, which is the most important class. Can't believe you'd say that about me, your buddy. <laughs> uh, I did buy a plush Chocobo wearing a White Mage costume while I was at PAX, but only because they did not have one with a Black Mage costume, and the Red Mage was sold out. But yes, I've been playing that. It's a remake or port or something of the Wii Chocobo Dungeon. It's an updated re-release that yeah. adds things. Uh, but yeah, it's really good if you like a classic style roguelike. I've been having a lot of fun with that. I'm... And also, after finishing Xenoblade Chronicles 2, I haven't started the expansion yet, but I'm pulling another game waiting to be finished off the backlog, being East 8. Uh because I figure, let me finish a party-based action RPG before a party-based action RPG comes out in April. <laughs> that makes sense. And Several party-based action RPGs. Yes. 
Somehow I have still not started Atelier, but I plan on doing so this week. Finally. Go for it. We now that Xenoblade is finished. Well, Xenoblade is finished, and I... Uh, I mean, I play East games on hard, so I have to take breaks from that with some nice turn-based games to not destroy my thumbs. So... Uh, I will need a turn-based game to play, and that will fit the bill perfectly, I think. So, we'll see how that goes. And... Have I played anything else? Lots of Mario with the kids. Um, we've been playing a little Mario Maker. I had planned on like trying to get the most out of Mario Maker 1 for a while before dishing out the money for two but then then it turned out that was a foolish notion because it went on sale which never happens for a fucking mario game so wait it went on sale and i missed it it's it's still on sale now for <laughs> 40 i don't know if digitally but like target i think amazon and gamestop all have it on sale for 40 bucks which seems like an irresponsible thing to go out and venture for but maybe it never <laughs> happens so it's like i i i can't not do this uh, and but I also got Mario Party to play with the kids which uh, was interesting it's a game they can win <laughs> it is a game they could win except the computer and my wife finished first and second <laughs> wow so there you go so the computer destroyed you all yes or was well, just lucky. But yeah, welcome, I, I, have, I have never really played Mario Party, so it was kind of an interesting experience. <laughs> but it turns out I really dig it, so there you go. And I think that's it. Still playing? Oh, oh, that reminds me. So, uh, my son has been playing a little uh, Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story because he saw a trailer and thought it looked cool. And that got me back to playing a little bit of Paper Jam here and there, which yeah. reminds me of all the things that annoyed me about that game, even though it's a very good game that I enjoy. You don't enjoy collecting toads, is what you're saying. I don't enjoy most of the toad collecting, that's true. But mostly it just annoys me that it seems like a giant wasted opportunity for how you could do a crossover of those two series. It kind of stops at they're both in the same game. Yeah, it's like, oh, Paper Mario and Mario are talking, and oh, no well, Paper not Luigi. Talking, actually. Yes, not talking. Oh, and there's no Paper Luigi. Ha ha ha. Which and, is weird, because Paper Luigi was allowed to talk. Yeah. Which would have made, which would have made this game a lot better. And then there's Paper Bowser Jr. and Bowser Jr. talking, and there were a lot of awesome original characters in both of those series that are not present in this game at all. That I don't would know if cool I'd say see. awesome, but okay. Okay, <laughs> interesting, different. There were options that they didn't take. Right. It, it, like I said, it's a fun game. I, I would recommend it over... Uh, many of the other Mario and Luigi's, but at the same time, it just feels like if you're a fan of both of these series, uh, you may find it a little disappointing. This was not the game you were hoping for when you heard the name. Right, and, may and maybe I had, like, pie-in-the-sky dreams, but 
you know, short, not too long after this, they released like that port of the first Mario and Luigi to 3DS, and it's like, oh, we had this fun villain in here that would have been fun to have in this crossover. And, and I don't know. Reading Rainbow. Damn you. What? You're saying you don't want to hear about Reading Rainbow? No, I always want to hear about Reading Rainbow. I can't go anywhere. Okay, I'll stop. Uh, <laughs> it, it felt appropriate because Paper Mario gets only shut of a book. It's true. It's very right. true. Yeah, it's it's a. You know, I've, it's an I, odd. Yeah, game. I I feel bad complaining about it, considering the company that made it went kaput. It's been an alpha dream. Yeah, but I I don't know. I always wanted more from the Mario and Luigi series because that first game is really good, and then the second game destroyed my soul. So there you go. I was always sad that the. When I what I saw of the remake made it look like they kind of took some of the things I like about the first one as just touches and kind of threw them in the trash. So yeah, it's always a risk with remakes. Yeah, yeah. Like specifically, like one of the things I liked in that's just like a nice touch in the original. Like in the original one, I think in basically none of the other ones, you can swap who's in front. Uh, at any given moment. Mm-hmm. And that goes away in, I believe, all of the subsequent games and its remake, which also means that it takes away one of my favorite things, which is right early in the game when you get... Well, not early in the game, but like about a third of the way through the game when you get the fire and thunder hand powers. There's a point bef- after you get them, but before you can use them, where uh, before you can use them as like environmental traversal mechanics where you can just have the two brothers just sort of, like, screw with each other with them. So it's just, like, you put Luigi in front, Mario uses the fire hand, and it, like, lights Luigi on... lights Luigi's... lights Luigi on fire. (laughs) And Luigi just sort of, like, turns around and gets real upset. And, like, that kind of detail just wasn't there anymore. Yeah. It's just like, oh. That was one of the things that made it fun. (laughs) <laughs> Wheels is desperately flipping through his games to find something to play um, reading rainbow reading rainbow yeah. Uh, I guess we should start wrapping things up since we're all oh. singing Reading Rainbow. Reading Rainbow. <laughs> uh, questions, stuff, things. No, go ahead. No, I mean, he was also reminding me of um, the character Handy from The Tick. Do, do you remember the cartoon The Tick? Of yeah. course. Remember the, hu- the there was a character called the Human Ton, and mm-hmm. his sidekick was Handy. <laughs> 
and uh, the human tongue was barely lit, uh, like barely verbal. He just he was really an idiot. Handy, who was the sock puppet on his hand, was literate to a ridiculous degree. Who um, like he was making uh, Homeric references and things like that. Awesome. Yep. And then um, he'd start screaming at the the audience, saying, "Read a book, people!" Like, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, questions, usual places, etc. Um, rapidly losing my train of thought. <laughs> In the comment section or in the Discord in the Q&A quest section. Yes. So, also, technically, I'm going to be out of the country or in the country, depending on your point of view, starting, like, later this week. So. Oh, hey. Yeah. These future events may affect you in the future. Yes. So I assume you will not be available next week then? We shall see, but probably not just from jet lag. Okay. I can't even imagine that jet lag. Ooh. It's not that bad. Yeah. You just end up going to sleep very early. Uh. <sighs> but yeah. So, so, even, that's... so even being one hour behind you instead of 13 hours ahead would be interesting or hard to deal with. <laughs> It'll change things, at the very least. Time keeps on ticking, ticking, ticking. Slipping, 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 slipping to slipping, the future. All over the fucking place. Okay, that didn't even need a work on that. We have to Whatever, man. Uh, I'm not a musician. Can't make the music. I didn't, no one's asking you to, t- to make the music. We're asking you to get the thing that you're <laughs> imitating right. <laughs> also, Wheels is now playing .hexu last recode, which is very good, and he should play more of. It's true. Be sure to ask questions about if he's playing it. Or... Uh, it's a few years old. It is a, it's an update to the GU trilogy on PS2 that like HD remixed them and added a fourth chapter. Okay. Interesting. I would like them to port it to Switch because I think it would work perfectly there, but they have not done it yet. <laughs> but it deserves a Switch port, and I want to play it again. I've played through Dot Hack to you twice, and I want to play it again. I'm broken. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, you know, questions in, com- questions in the comment section or in the Discord. See you, Space Cowboys. See ya. Okay. Oh god, where's OBS?